welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast, where you will find the inspiration and motivation you need to manage your money better so you can stress less and live the life you want. Hey, it's Ashley from Budgets Made Easy and the Money Mindset Podcast. I'm so excited. Today we are talking to Andy Hill. He is the award-winning blogger and podcaster behind Marriage, Kids, and Money, which is dedicated to helping young families build wealth and thrive. Andy's advice and personal finance experience have been featured in major media outlets like Business Insider, Market Watch, and NBC News, trusted as a personal finance influencer by national financial brands like Quicken Loan. Andy's message of family financial empowerment has resonated with listeners, readers, and viewers across the U.S. When he's not talking about money, Andy enjoys wrestling with his two kids, singing karaoke with his wife. So I'm so excited to talk to Andy today about how they, he actually has a couple of topics today. So we're going to talk to him about paying off $50,000 in debt in just 12 months and then they paid off their mortgage of $200,000 in just four years. And then I talked to him about getting your kid or teaching your kids about money and the different things he does with his kids, which he had some really great ideas that I'm going to actually implement with my children as well. So if you would like to get started on paying off your debt, just like Andy, you can go get my free debt snowball starter pack. Go to budgetsmadeeasy.com slash debt dash bundle, and I will link to it in the show notes as well. So welcome, Andy. Hi, Andy. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to be here, Ashley. Thank you for having me. And I am so excited to talk, to talk to you about your debt payoff story. You know, I share a lot of those on my podcast and on my blog. I just love how inspirational motivation motivational they are to me and other people as well. Um, but before we dive into your um, debt payoff story, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you got started? Yeah, sure. So I host a podcast called Marriage, Kids, and Money. It is a weekly show that allows me to talk with folks like yourself and learn from them on how they paid off their debt or how they became financially independent or how they paid off their mortgage or became a young millionaire. And I take that information and I share it with uh, the audience that listens to my show. And the reason I did that is that I wanted to learn and I wanted to help my young family thrive. And I thought that would be a really fun medium to do it. So I've been doing that for about three years and that has been keeping me busy in the personal finance world. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love your podcast. So uh, if you're, if you're uh, listening to this, go listen to his as well. <laughs> um, but so how did you like, decide to start paying off debt and how much debt did you have? Like what was your aha moment for change? Yeah, sure. So in 2010, my wife and I got married and at that point we were very happy and young and in love and mm -hmm. going to concerts and going to the bar and going to restaurants, just having fun, you know, living for today, enjoying ourselves, being young, being fun, you know, and uh, right around the time that we learned that we were going to be parents, I had sort of this click in my brain that happened that said, wow, I, I'm bringing a human into the world. Man. <laughs> I, I need to take care of her. I need to give her the best life possible. And the first thing that came to my mind, maybe because I'm a money nerd, is I need to get my financial situation straight. I've always been like a saver, but I've been trying to kind of keep up with the lifestyle that I was used to before mm -hmm. I had, you know, when I was younger, but I didn't really have the income and the debt sort of piled up. And 
uh, I had about $30,000 of student loans. I had a home equity loan that I was kind of using as sort of my ATM machine to kind of take extra money out. Mm -hmm. And um, my wife and I got together and just said, hey, what can we do to pay off our debt? We had around $50,000 collective at the time. And we said, well, what could we do to pay this off? And then we could start off our parenthood as debt-free parents. Wouldn't that be cool? And it took a little bit of convincing because I was mostly geeked about it. And she was like, yeah. well, no, I'm, I'm having fun, man. This is fun. Let's keep <laughs> going to the restaurants, the bars and having fun. I'm going to concerts. Um, but over, over time, my conversation about the numbers transferred into a conversation with her about her desires and her emotions. For her, she was working in a job that she wasn't really that excited about. And she thought, hey, it would be great if I could eventually stay at home with the kids. So my desire to become debt-free was matched with her desire to eventually become a part-time worker to a full-time stay-at-home mom. And that kind of became our driving force that we worked on together to pay off our $50,000 of debt. And do you have any tips for getting your spouse on board? Like if, you know, somebody listening is like you and me, kind of the money nerd, but their spouse, you know, is just kind of like, well, you know, I don't know if I really want to do that. I'm having fun. Um, you know, cause my husband's kind of the same way. He went along with my crazy plans and everything, but you know, he wasn't like fully on board right away. <laughs> yeah. I can give you some anti tips in the beginning, which things that I did wrong uh, <laughs> might help. So right away, I, I read this book called The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. And I was watching a TV show, Susie Orman show. And I was just kind of getting really geeked about these, these shows and these books and things like that. So I would come up to my wife and say, all right, here's our plan. We're going <laughs> to sell your car and we're going to become debt free. Does that sound great? And it would be like after a busy day at work, she'd come home and look at me like with this death stare, like, what are you talking about? I love my car. What is all this plan? So I guess my first anti-tip is like, take it slow. Don't get mm -hmm. too geeked and too excited. Like come up with a plan and also speak in their language a little bit. That took me a little while to kind of figure out. She's not much into the number. She's more into what's the payoff? You know, what does becoming debt-free get me? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like for you and I, it sounds like we're kind of in the same boat, like being debt-free. That's awesome. You just get a sense of freedom. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you get. But for her, it's like, well, what does that mean? What do I get? You know? Oh, mm -hmm. well, you become a part-time a worker. That's kind of cool. And then stay at home mom, which you want. Oh, okay. I'm interested in that. That sounds good. Um, and so I guess some of the other tips that we eventually did at that point was we decided to get together for what I dubbed the budget party, which uh, kind of was drawing my wife in being like, Hey, this is cool thing called a budget. And if I call it a budget party, then maybe you'll show up for our little meetings. <laughs> I'll have wine and you know champagne and uh, some pizza. and We'll have fun with it. Uh, so that worked in the beginning. I mean, she saw right through my tactics of calling it a party. She's like, yeah, pal, whatever. It's, it's a party. <laughs> but um, so we met on a monthly basis to go over our budget. And what we did at the budget party was review our numbers from the previous month. How'd we do on our spending? Uh, review our plans for the next month. And then always look at our goals. So what are, we, what are our goals right now? We want to pay off our debt. We want to move towards you being a part-time worker, then eventually a stay-at-home mom. And how are we tracking on those goals? So we would meet every month and have some fun together and review that budget. And eventually over that next 12 months, we were able to pay off our, our $50,000 of debt. And essentially what we did is we looked at that budget and said, hey, you know, we were both collectively living on each of our own incomes before we got together. What if we try to just kind of live on half and then pay off this debt and get through it? 
And since she was pregnant and we couldn't really go out as much anyway, she was kind of apt to, that's where a lot of our extra spending was entertainment going out and things like that. So we figured out a way to kind of live on half and then we paid off that debt in about 12 months. That's amazing. I mean, $50,000 in 12 months is crazy fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was good. I mean, it was part collaboration, you know, part us working together and figuring it out. And it was also part increasing our income right around the time we were making to combine just a little over six figures. So maybe 110, 120, something like that. So it was a good, healthy income for our family. And then as we continued, we got really kind of ex excited about, hey, what can we do to grow our income, pay off this debt even further. And I had a sales commission job. So I said, well, what can I do to just kind of kill it at work during this time frame so we can pay off this debt as soon as possible? So I found different opportunities, different growth opportunities for my new job. And some commissions started to come in. And instead of taking those commissions and you know going on a vacation or doing something exciting, we would just take it all and throw it at the debt, much to my wife's chagrin. Uh, but um, but it worked, man. So we were able to pay off that fifty thousand in about uh, about twelve months. Yeah, that's amazing. Did you guys? So you increased your income, and then you did a budget. You know, followed your goals and stayed focused on like what your intent was. Um, or did did you do anything else like meal planning or you know cutting expenses, or was it primarily increasing your income and staying focused? In the beginning, it was more those two, but we also looked at certain areas of our budget over the, the years following that, you know, reducing our grocery spending. We used to go to Kroger uh, and then we switched to Aldi. That simple change helped us to save about $300 per month. Uh, we cut the cord on cable. We weren't really watching cable that much. Netflix was, you know, fine for us. And that little change made things completely fine. Uh, we were able to negotiate some of our insurance bills that hadn't been negotiated in a little while. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes they're, they're, they're sitting there for a little while. They just keep raising the rate and you're saying, oh, why am I paying $1,000 more than I was a couple of years ago? It's because we're not negotiating. Anymore. So, mm -hmm. so little things like that kind of helped, you know, nip at the old uh, the debt. But uh, overall, it was just being intentional, saying, hey, here's what we're going to live on this month. That'll help us to get to this goal of paying it off and then just increasing my income. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So I also know that you paid off your mortgage. So tell me about paying off your debt and then moving into paying off your mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. So we kept sort of the same intensity after we paid off the debt. We said, well, wouldn't it be cool? When I say we, I keep saying we. <laughs> I said, wouldn't it be cool if we paid off our mortgage? Then we would never have a payment on our home in our, in our mid thirties. Wouldn't that be nuts? And she said, uh, okay. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess, but let's still have some fun. We just paid off our debt. So let's make sure that we're putting vacations in there and having fun and spending time with our, our daughter and, you know, making some memories. And I said, of course. So that, that was the balance right there. And right around the same time, my wife said, my wife said, well, I would also like to consider moving. We've been in your bachelor pad bungalow for a couple of years. And while it's nice and I tried to fix it up a little bit, it's still a bachelor pad bungalow. So let's look at maybe a different neighborhood, a different community. And for me, this was like, no, no, that's, gonna, that's not going to help us to pay off the mortgage. Like if, we get a, <laughs> if we get another bigger mortgage, that's going to slow things down. And I'm not really, you know, I don't really want to feel like I got this gigantic mortgage on my back and I always have to make the income in order to pay it off. So what we decided was, okay, let's get the house that you want, but let's pay off the mortgage together in five years. So that became our commitment to each other. We said, okay, that's fine. You'll get the awesome house in the nice neighborhood 
and I'll get the mortgage-free life because that will just make me feel less stressed and, you know, overall just enjoy things better. And that was our agreement. So that's what we decided to do at that point. And again, we kept that same intensity. We met every month for our budget party, reviewed the numbers, reviewed our goals. I continued to increase my income. At this point, Nicole then went down to full-time stay-at-home mom. So we had a loss of our income at that point, but I continued to do some great work at my office. I kind of got my my income to around the $150,000 to $200,000 mark for the next three, four years. So that really helped us to put some major intensity on paying down the mortgage. So our mortgage that we got was around $200,000. And throughout the next four years, a little less than four years, we were able to pay it off completely. So that's about $50,000 extra at the mortgage each month in order for it to be completely gone. So that's what we did. That's amazing. I think that's awesome that you were able to increase your income that much with your wife staying at home. Like that's, that's amazing that you were able to not only pick up her income, but also increase it altogether. Yeah, it it helped a lot. I've had a really great employment opportunity over the past 15 years. I work in corporate event marketing and I'm in a sales role. So they need sales guys to bring in new business. And then when it's there, you know, there's a great opportunity to grow your your uh, salary and your commission, depending on where you work. And that's, um, I had a commission job in my previous home. And then when we moved to the new home, I had a full salary job and that helped us to um, kind of have a more stable income, mm-hmm. but uh, the opportunity for commission kind of went away, but the salary was great and it helped us to have a good life together. That's awesome. So what are you doing now? Like, you know, you said that um, this all started when you were going to be a father and that kind of changed your perspective on everything. So what are you doing now to kind of teach your kids about finances and managing their money? Oh, that's that's a great question. That's my favorite question. Thank you. <laughs> um, so the whole time, since I get so geeked about this stuff, I have lots of conversations with my kids about contributing and being rewarded for your contributions um, you know, I, I use the example of my, my job. I work really hard. I sell more stuff for my, for my company and I'm rewarded. Right. So I try to implement that for my kids as well. So we started a chore and reward program at our house on every Saturday morning, my kids wake up and make them a little breakfast and then they come down and they complete three chores uh, very, you know, kid-sized, but very important chores around the house. And they're paid a dollar equivalent to their age. So Zoe's seven right now and Calvin is five. So Zoe gets seven bucks, Calvin gets five bucks. And this helps us to start a lot of conversations about, hey, you're a part of this family. So contributing and being helpful is very important here. And ergo, that helps you in your career down the road or your business that you're going to start down the road. And then what do you do with that money that after you get it, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a five jar system in our house. I got the three jar system originally from uh, another Dave Ramsey book, but then I said, Hey, we got to add two more jars cause they're really important. So the five jars that we have, uh, spend, save, give. And then the other two that I've added are college and invest because college costs are so crazy right mm-hmm. now. And they're only going to get even crazier by the time my daughter goes to school in 2030. Um, and my son in 2032. So we're already having conversations about, hey, the work that you're going to do here at the house and the money you receive for gifts from birthday parties or Halloween money from grandma, that's going to go in these different jars and they're going to help us to achieve the goals that you want in your life. And one of them is to go to college. And so it allows us to have important conversations about college very early 
And then the invest jar is gives us an opportunity to talk about compound interest and what that can do in their future. So with that money, we've been putting it into a UTMA brokerage account so that they can see how compound interest works. And I show them the balance and we have conversations about it. And yes, they are very young, but from what I've heard and the conversations I've had with individuals, a lot of kids' money habits or a lot of kids' money, I guess, beliefs are set by the time they're seven. So oh, wow. <laughs> having these conversations early, they might not get it all, but at least they're understanding and seeing what you're modeling on a very early basis. And it could really help them with the path they're on in their life. So that's something that we're doing to help our kids learn about money and and kind of be money smart kids. Yeah, I think it's so important to talk to your kids about money. And, you know, even if you don't um, do the jars or anything like that, but just even talking about it, because a lot of times, you know, previous generations, they don't talk about money. They don't talk about bills. Like it's taboo. Like, like you just don't bring it up. So I think it's great that um, to start early and just at least start talking about it. Um, you know, with my kids, I, I'll tell them they only have so much money, um, to spend at Walmart. Like when they're looking at a toy, when they, of course I don't buy that many toys, but, uh, you know, when they do and they have to stick to the budget. So, um, you know, that's just kind of one way that we've kind of started with that. Now I do have a question about these jars for college and for investing. Like, do they actually have a jar and then you wait till it's like so much money and then you take it to the bank or how do you work that? Yeah, so for for all five jars, we've got just clear plastic or clear glass jars, like you've seen those mason jars. Mm -hmm. And so each week they'll fill it up in certain increments. So for spending, we give that about sixty percent. For saving, giving, invest in college, we do ten percent. So you just sort of round up for the numbers based on there. But essentially, little amounts of money is going to build up throughout the month. And at the end of the month, we sort of do a little calculation. So for the saving, we say, all right, you got uh, five bucks in here or six bucks in here. I take that and then I, I transfer it into their ally savings account. And then for the college, we say, okay, there's an, a minimum investment for our Michigan education savings of $25. So we wait for that to build up to be $25. Mm-hmm. And then for investing, we just do that on a once a month basis. And we throw the money into their, uh, their accounts with your UTMA. So we just wait until the end of the month until it's calculated up. Then we have just a quick conversation about, Hey, here's what we're doing with the money and here's what it's going to do. So that allows us to have a chat once a month about compound interest, about college, about saving up for the bike that she wants to buy and things Mm -hmm. like that. That's awesome. Now, do they, um, are your kids good at, staying focused on what they want to spend their money on. Like my kids go from one thing to another thing. And it's like trying to get them to save for just one thing. Like, do you have any uh, tips or advice on that? Like trying to keep them, <laughs> keep them focused on saving for like the one toy or are your kids yeah. kind of like mine all over the place? <laughs> I think a lot of kids are all over the place, yeah. including mine. But one thing that we do do is in the beginning, we did this program and our kids started to pile up a lot of money in their spend jar. And that's nice because we want them to have fun because they worked hard for it, right? Mm-hmm. But then the requests for wanting to go to the store over and over and over mm-hmm. again were just like a little overwhelming, right? Yes. So what my wife decided, she goes, okay, I like this program. It's cool. But what we're going to do is just have one big shopping trip per month. We're going to say, hey, idea. save up your money. And what's your November purchase? What's your December purchase? Then they can write it down. And if they get excited through the month, just write it down. Say, hey, this is something you're going to want. And this is actually a good lesson because sometimes Zoe will write it down 
And then a week later, she'll be like, nah, I'm not into that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and like, okay, that's one less plastic toy sitting around our house uh-huh. because we have so much stuff around here that uh, we're also, my wife's a big into like organization and minimalism. So for her to see all these toys everywhere just kind of makes her go crazy. So mm-hmm. it was sort of her idea saying, hey, let's just do this once a month. You'll pool up whatever, 20 bucks or 30 bucks, depending on how much you've gotten from, you know, birthday parties or grandma or your chores. And then you'll have a good amount of money to buy something decent instead of, you know, the, the, the dollar store thing that breaks in five minutes. So um, yeah, so that's what we've been doing. I really love that idea. I'm going to have to steal it because my, yeah, my kids it. are yeah. the same That's why way. we do these conversations, right? <laughs> yeah. Is they're just like, oh, I want this. I want this. I want this. Oh, wait, no, never mind. I don't want that. And so yeah, it's I all think trial that and error help. too. You know, like we, we've tried some things sometimes and we're like, well, that was a big failure. Or we try this thing or we get suggestions from other people. It all depends on your kids and their, their, their styles. Like my, my daughter has become a lot more patient than my son because she's seven and he's five and she's a little more mature, but you know, over time, things are going to change and we'll have to modify things accordingly. But it's fun. It's really fun for me to do and, and have fun with. It's a fun tradition. And it's so funny how different they are. Like my oldest child spends every penny she gets and then she tries to con her younger sister into spending her money as well. Where <laughs> the, young, the middle child, she saves it all. And you know, she's so funny. She tells me all the time. She's like, when I'm rich, I'm going to buy us a new house. I'm going to buy us a swimming pool. I'm going to do all this stuff. She's like, when I'm rich, I'm going <laughs> to, it's so funny how different I they love are. That. That's great. <laughs> good conversations are happening. That's good. I know. She thinks she's going to make a lot of money apparently someday. Hopefully she will. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> and everybody's getting a swimming pool. She says. I love it. Hey, that, that's a good world to live in. Everybody know, should have right? a swimming pool, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sure. Buy me a swimming pool. Go ahead. <laughs> so do you have any last words of wisdom for, you know, paying off debt or budgeting, getting your kids to focus on saving or talking to your kids or anything like that? I would say that there's probably no right one way to do any of those things. I think a lot of it's just going to be some trial and error that you're going to have to discover because listening to a show like this, you might have hey, that's kind of a neat idea. Or you listen to Ashley on another show saying, hey, that's a neat idea. If you try it and it works for you, that's great. And if it doesn't work, that's okay too. You're at least discovering what works best for you in your individual situation and just modify it accordingly and have fun with it. Yeah, so I guess that would be it. <laughs> yeah, having fun is so important because you don't want to just like dread, you know, yeah. doing this stuff. It's supposed to be fun so that you can live the life that you really want. You know, stay Absolutely. at home with your kids or whatever it is. Yeah, we read these books or listen to these shows sometimes and we're like, well, that's what's that's what the person said. So I have to do it exactly like that. No, you don't. And and, and I've, fallen, mm-hmm. I've fallen into that trap a lot where I'll come up to my wife and be like, well, no, this financial expert says this is how we're supposed <laughs> to do it. And she's like, I don't care, man. This is how, you know, this, this is how I feel. And my, my feelings matter too. And I'm like, absolutely they do. And it's just taken me some trial and error to figure that out. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm kind of the same way. Like I need to have like follow this plan, but you know, just take different things from other people and make your own plan. Whatever's going to work for you. It's just important to actually do it and follow through with it. So exactly. Now I always like to ask people what their favorite nonfiction book is. Cause as you probably know, you know, they say millionaires read like something like a book a month. Uh, And so I like to see what other people are reading. Like what's your favorite book? Yeah, I really like The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. It is actually a very quick read, but the reason I like it is that his main point is that 
we make small incremental improvements on a daily basis that will get us to the big results in our lives. Sometimes we try to do the big thing and make it all happen mm -hmm. right away. His whole point in the book is that if you make small incremental changes in your health, your, you know, your finances, your, uh, your, your spiritual nature, things like that, things that you want to improve in your life, you make those small incremental changes, it's going to have compound growth, compound impact over time. And I just really like that concept because it helps me to realize that I don't have to do it all today, right? You know, mm -hmm. make the small improvement today because it's going to have a big impact on your future. So that's the Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Yes, I love that. It's just small steps in the right direction and you will exactly. get there. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Now, where can people find you? Well, if you are listening to this podcast, a great place to hang out with me is on another podcast called Marriage, Kids, and Money. So if you go into the podcast player you're listening to right now and just type in Marriage, Kids, and Money, that's the best place to find me. And if you're into reading, you can go to marriagekidsandmoney.com where I have a blog as well. So would love to connect with any of you and your listeners. And I really appreciate your having me on today, Ashley, and the opportunity to speak about all this crazy fun that uh, my family's had together. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you so much to Andy for being with us today and giving us some great ideas on how to teach our children about money. Don't forget to go check out his podcast as well and get your free debt snowball starter pack so you can start paying off your debt as well at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash debt dash bundle. And I will talk to you guys next week.